Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for another episode here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I'm looking at myself. I had my niece put my little hair back up in the bond because I can't even lift my arms to do it. But I also want to thank my Heavenly Father for blessing me this morning, waking me up, giving me the activities of my limbs, as well as my loyal listeners that have been joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Now, I'm still sending the information out. I'll be saying all the time, I'm going to do better. I don't do no better. I still procrastinate. But like they say, charge it to my head, not to my heart, because it's not like I do it on purpose. It's just that I be having a lot of stuff going on. Now, with today's topic, it's kind of a follow-up from last week's topic as we talked about boundaries. And when we were talking about boundaries, we were talking about the importance of boundaries. And one of my guests, Sean, was saying, you know, Jeanette, we need to follow up on that. And I found it to be very interesting but yet true because many individuals struggle with boundaries. And today I'm going to be talking about not only do individuals struggle with implementing boundaries, setting boundaries, but my question to you is how do your boundaries or are your boundaries working as it relates to your adult children? Now, this is a topic of interest because I have adult children. Many say, even when I'm doing therapy, because I am a licensed master family therapist, and when I'm doing therapy, I'm noticing that most of my clients are kind of like around the age of my children. And I'll be like, ooh, you know? But not only that, that I have children that's almost in their 40s, so I guess I'm 42, you know. I guess I was two years old when I had my kids. But <laughs> not only am I or do I have children that's real close to 40, I have grandkids, and my granddaughter will be 20 this year. And I'm like, when I saw her this weekend, I'm like, oof, 20. I got nieces and nephews in their 30s. So everybody is getting older. But one of the things that many individuals struggle with because we didn't know how to do, and that is setting boundaries, especially with our adult children. Because one of the things we do is we try to a kind of treat our children and adult children as if they're still children, and they're not kids anymore. And sometimes because the parents may struggle with setting boundaries with their adult children, sometimes the adult children have to learn how to set boundaries with the parents because it goes both ways, especially when we start talking about respect. I tell people, especially when they come to my son, Lord, sometimes that boy be testing my gangster. He really be getting on my nerves. I can set a boundary. I can tell him my rules. I can tell him my likes and my dislikes. But it goes through one ear and out the other because that sucker don't pay me no attention. And that's when I start getting upset and will look at him sometimes and be like, mm-mm, I ain't even opening my door. I see you, uh, boo, out there. So I want to know, too, with you, boo, how do you set boundaries with your adult children because I know we all out there have kids that are adults, whether they are 18, just graduating high school, 
And that's when it's really going to be interesting because they're going to be coming at you like they know everything, they can do whatever they want to do, thinking they're grown. You're not grown. Not if you're still living up under my house. Not if you're still eating my food. Not if you still got to do certain things in order to be able to reside. You're not grown. You're not grown enough. And boundaries have to be implemented, and boundaries are very important. Now, if you have set boundaries with your adult children or your adult grandkids and they're working for you, please call in on the show because I want to know what's working, what's not working, and what we can do better. I was watching, I was on Facebook the other day, and I saw this, this skit where this woman was bringing back this lady's grandson who was an adult or whatever, and she put him out. And the woman told the lady, in other words, how you going to judge me? When your butt wind up on the ground, let me see what you got to say. Because some of these adult children just have no respect when it comes to their elders or when it comes to their parents. They feel that they can do or they can say whatever they want to say. And that don't work. I remember one time my aunt had shared a story with me where she and my grandmother had this this thing. And... um, she said something to my grandmother, so if you're listening, Samantha, yes, I'm telling it. I'm snitching. But Samantha said something to my grandmother, and my grandmother was like, uh, what'd you say? She said, I wish you wasn't my mother. And my grandmother was like, well, pretend like I'm not, my, I'm not your mama, and what you going to do, basically, is how it went down. Because one of the things that people in my generation did is we taught our children to fear us, not respect us. So once they got a certain age, they start feeling like, um, I'm grown now. I don't have to listen to you. And because I don't have to listen to you, I can do whatever I want to do. But that didn't work in my family. It, it just it just didn't work. I think I'm going to call my niece in here and ask her, Alicia, 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 I know you hear me. Alicia, I guess she must have went outside. So when we start talking about these things, and I'm going to be making some phone calls because I do want to hear what individuals have to say. Now, here come the dog. Not like I called the dog because I did not call Coco with her pitter-pattering around the house. So I want to know, like I said, what's working for you, what's not working for you. Are you consistent with your boundaries? Because that part right there is huge. Because if your kids are not taking you seriously, meaning your adult children, that could be because your boundaries are kind of blurred. Or your boundaries are kind of rigid to where they're like, Mm-mm, I ain't going over mama's house because I don't want to hear what she got to say. I don't like her rules. My grandmother used to say, when in Rome, do as the Romans. So I had a whole lot of um, teachers a whole lot of experiences. And the one thing I could truly say, even with my mother, is once I moved out the house, I was like, mm-mm, Coco, get out of here. I'm like, no, I am not moving back because I knew I did not like her rules. And because I did not like her rules, I knew that that just was not going to work for me. So 
again, if you're out there and you want to join in on a conversation, give me a call at 516-387-1914. Let me call because my ex-husband asked me when was I going to do a show, and I told him, but apparently he has not called in. So let me text him and let him know or give him a call. Let me know which number it is. Okay, yeah, he asked me what was my next show. So let me give him a call and have him call in on the show because he also have adult children. Please leave your message for 228-235-2931. Hey, you asked me about the show. I'm calling in because I'm calling you because I'm on the air live now. To call in on the show, it, the, the phone number is 516-387-1914, as today's topic is setting boundaries with your adult children. And you are not answering the phone. Bye. Okay. So just sent him the information. So let me text him the number because he'll ask me the number. 516-387. One nine one four. Alicia, come here for a minute. I'm about to put you on the spot and put you on the radio. I have a question. You don't have to show your face. You can just sit down. Boundaries. How do you think boundaries work in our family as you being an adult? I don't think we have boundaries. <laughs> you say you don't think we have boundaries? No. <laughs> Sometimes. There's certain things. Certain things. Okay, so where do you know that don't cross that line. The line is drawn in the sand so that either me, your mama, that we mean business when we set boundaries. Because sometimes setting boundaries with your adult children can be very complicated. And sometimes not only do we have to learn how to, as parents, set boundaries, sometimes adult children got to learn how to set boundaries with their parents too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because it I had, both ways. it goes both ways. Because I had to learn how to set boundaries with my mother. That's why me and Jean's relationship was different than it was with my sisters because I learned, mm mm, you ain't doing that to me. I, yeah, that's you ain't saying that to me. <laughs> so I had to learn how to to deal with her and then also with me, with Reggie, Reggie just ignore my boundaries. He don't pay me no attention whatsoever. Now, with Tisha, me and Tisha bump heads because I'd be like, who do you think she's talking to? She ain't that grown? Who is she? Like she the mother. Huh? Yeah, like she the mother. Everybody trying to tell me what to do. And then I get mad because Tisha set boundaries with me. And I'd be like, uh-uh, I don't like that. So, but I had to learn to respect her face, respect her boundaries. So what is it like for you with boundaries? No, you and my relationship is complicated. Not just you and your mom, but the way your mom with your brothers, setting boundaries with your son, even though he's not an adult yet, but setting boundaries as an adult or with your adult children. I don't know. And that's because it's something new to you? You don't have to be shy. I'm not just, I don't know. I don't know. We don't have to. Question, because me and my mom and my brothers, this is all different. We all have different mm-hmm. 
And you know what? And sometimes you see that in a lot of families because each child is different. Mm-hmm. Each child, the, the needs of the child or the children is different. different. Well, that's why I understand. Because I can't I set agree. boundaries, or the boundaries I have with teacher are different from the boundaries with Reggie. Mm-hmm. Totally different because they're different kids. But once Reggie became an adult, he kind of was like, well, I'm grown. You know? Now, it looked like Dina signed on. Let me. Log him on. Hello, Mr. Hamilton. How are you doing? I'm doing okay, ma'am. Yourself? I am well. I called you. You asked me what I was doing the next show. And today's topic, we're talking about setting boundaries with adult children. Now, when we talk about setting boundaries and boundaries being important and boundaries being necessary, do you think boundaries are important to have with adult children? And if so, why? I believe they are definitely very important. My first reason why I believe that is the respect issue. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on the relationship you have with your children or whatnot, if you grew up in their lives uh, or if you were just a holiday parent or whatnot, you have a bonding issue there. But I feel that the respect issue between parents have to be established first and foremost. And once you establish that that issue with, with adult children, I believe your relationship can grow and become more fulfilled. But mm-hmm. you definitely have to establish those types of restrictions because, like you say, all children are not going to be the same. So some children respect values are not going to be the same as other children or other people respect values. So, yes, I believe you have to set those types terms or whatnot for adults just like you would do for your for children that depend upon you. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a sense of respect for each other, it's going to lead to chaos. Oh, yeah, big-time chaos. Because I be saying sometimes, boy, Reggie be trying to test my gangster. He, he, I just get to the point sometimes I just go lock myself up in a room so I don't have to catch Chase because he will get on my last <laughs> nerve to where I don't have no nerves left. I can muster up enough strength sometimes to just be ready to just pop him. I'll say, I don't want no drinking in my house. I don't want this. I don't want, you know what, we're not going to. And he just be thinking, he can just do it anyway. And I'm like, oh, no, you don't live here. You got to go, bro. <laughs> I get so mad. <laughs> and even with the drinking, sometimes, D, I'll walk outside and snatch his bag and pour his alcohol out right in front of his face. It don't matter. It just do. It's like what I say is irrelevant. It's just totally irrelevant to the point that sometimes I'll be like, you know what? I'm just gonna move and ain't gonna even tell them where I live. I'm just gonna disappear because sometimes he, it be be that way. I know I look at my son and I was gonna have a talk with him yesterday, but he came and got the kids and hauled hauled butt. He must have known I was gonna have something to say to him because I was waiting. But I'm like, you know, I raised you so I know you know what a good parent should be. But what the hell are you doing with my grandkids? I don't see you doing nothing. <laughs> and my grandson, he has a speech problem. And I, I, I guess if I hadn't have never said something to my son, I guess he'd have been 15 years old before they found out. 
I'm like, damn, son, you got a, my grandson's a year old, and he ain't saying, dad, dad, mama, fucker, I'm, you know, screw off or nothing of that nature yet, and you ain't think it's time for concern? <laughs> well, a lot of times parents don't know what to do, and that's why they still need their parents to guide them in the right direction to try to bring that sense of awareness and bring it to their attention. That is That is true. You know, I got a text message yesterday. No, it wasn't yesterday. Um, no, I got a text message from my granddaughter the other day, and it was about her father. And part of it is, let's see, I'm trying to text back. Um, so when I got a text from my grandbaby. And I'm going to read it on the air because this is just really sad. And it, it kind of it gets on my nerve, especially the way and you know you was around when Reggie and Tisha was little. And my mother, Reggie was a granny baby. He was never a mama baby. He was a granny baby. But what, what gets me with him is he should know better when it comes to raising his children. And it's like he just. It, 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 it just, I, I just, I just really don't get it. So I'm trying to find a text because Jasmine texts me from time to time, and Taina was just down for the weekend. So this is what the text said. Hey, Granny, we asked my dad for money, and he didn't want to give us any. And we're going out with our sister, and we don't have no money. Can you take money from my dad and give it to us because he listens to you? See, when I saw that text, hey, you just take money from him. Because he listened. I said, Reggie, give me $50. I don't have $50. Give me $50. Anytime my grandkids go text me and ask me to take it, no. That's not how your relationship should be with your parents. Kids shouldn't have to experience something like that to where they got to call their grandmother to ask their grandmother to take the money. So... I wind up, I want to say, collecting $65. So when Taina came down, I just gave the money to Taina and said, hey, get it to your sister. You know, and she was like, thank you. But to me, that's sad because he's going to run into some serious problems with these kids as they're getting older because I think, like I said, Taina's 20, Buddy is, what, 15, Jasmine 14? Right of seven, they're not really baby babies no more. So when we start talking about setting boundaries, and I know he don't set boundaries with them. I know he don't. He has no boundaries yeah, because you know, they literally have no respect for him. So what they do and the is sad they... Thing, the sad thing about that is his son is growing up looking at this, and you don't know the type of aggression or animosity that pain is building up in that young man, knowing know. that my dad don't give a crap. I know. I know. And, and he should that, know that's because what he experienced. He should know. That's the part that gets me. Now, when we start talking well, about not, how to... Not really, because, not really because, you know, you're always... Well, hang on, always, but you was married, so he normally had a father figure, even if, and you it wasn't his real, his biological father. But he had 
some male figures that he could look at to see that they was doing somewhat the right thing to do. True. That's but true. I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't think. I don't. I don't think with his pain of his loss as a child, he was ever able to deal with that pain to heal from. It. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, now I talk about stuff like that because it makes me sad when I think about my grandmother, who I love dearly, and for years I, I've had a sense of uh, guilt, I guess you could say, because. I wasn't there to see her before she passed, and I didn't mm-hmm. have a chance to even know. You know, it was it was like a cold slap in the face, unexpectedly, totally, to get that mm-hmm. phone call, and 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 that scar then for her to be buried on my twentieth birthday. That that scars have never been for me able to heal correctly. I guess you would say in, in your field. So now I, I look back at a lot of things with boundaries with people, and we try to sit them. But if you're not dealing with a normally uh, a person with normal tendencies, you ain't gonna be able to set normal boundaries because they're not gonna. How could I put this? They're not gonna be able to conform because they're not living a norm a life of normalcy. They are out on the edge, you know. On, on 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 their own lane. Correct, and part of that but is reciprocating. Part of it is reciprocating it because, like I said, Reggie knows how I live, and you're right. Reggie always had people in his life that always was there for him, that was always role models for him, and I think Reggie misses that, and I because he brings it up a lot, but I just never imagined. And that he would have the, that relationship with his kids. And then he'll go, Mom, my kids, this, my kids. And I'm like, Reggie, you're not setting boundaries. You're not setting a good example. You're not being a good role model. You know, this is going to be a problem. Because if I was to drop dead today, them kids would be a hot, they'd be lost. Because they come to me to go after him. And that's the part that is just, ooh. And then I have to set boundaries with him. Now, giving out some information with things to know about boundaries and setting boundaries. Because, like I said, boundaries are very important, whether it's in a relationship, whether it's a work relationship, whether you're dating, you're married, and even with your adult children. Because adult children will disappoint us. It's like sometimes adult children feel disappointed by their parents. Because I know there's some things about me, Rich, you probably don't like either. You know? So when we talk about how to set and maintain good boundaries, and I'm getting this information, and I'm trying to see where I'm getting it from about why boundaries are, uh, what are my boundaries of love and respect, it says things to know. It says reflect on the reason for your boundaries. Now, my reason for the boundaries with drinking in my house is Reggie don't know how to maintain and hold his, hold his liquor. His whole personality changes. And that part gets on my nerves. So you've got to reflect on the reason for the boundaries, whether it's safety, whether it's respect, whether it's communication. You know, no matter what it is, you got to reflect on, I'm setting this boundary because. And you don't have to over-explain, and then you have to start with a few boundaries. You don't want to just change overnight. Um, you was around when my grandmother was alive, and my grandmother had changed her life and her lifestyle. When Mama changed her life, we didn't want to go around Mama because Mama wasn't fun no more. 
we didn't like Mama's boundary. <laughs> so we didn't want to go back over Mama's house until she started back playing cards, dominoes, and drinking wine coolers. Then it was cool to go back to Mama's house. But prior to that, we was like, mm-mm. Mama done said boundaries. We can't do this. We can't do that. We, I've been doing this all my life at Mama's house. How she go just all of a sudden, we got to no. So you got to start with a few at a time. What's your take on that, T? Because a lot of times individuals come up with these drastic rules that people are not used to because at first you had to kick it out. At first you was able to do all of these things. Now you've changed and you're trying to reflect that and implement this with your adult children. What's your take on that? Well, again, I, I, I would say that the relationship with your children is going to establish your boundaries. You're going to have mm-hmm. some kids that are going to be respectful, and then you're going to have some that's going to be rebellious, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. So I, I I don't think that your boundaries is like life. It, it can't be stale or for everybody. It's going to have to fluctuate for the individual. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the next thing, uh, mm-hmm. go, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I'm listening to what you were saying. Go ahead and finish your thought process. Okay. You have to sway that when you're dealing with the individuals or whatnot because everything is not going to be average down the line that you can apply one rule and it'll work for everybody. Mm-hmm. And you know what? And I take that into consideration, and I'm going to tell you, even working with um, adults or in family therapy, a lot of it is the parent-child relationship. A lot of parents struggle with working and dealing with their adult children. We have another caller calling in. Let me log on this caller and see what they want to add to this show as we're talking about this. Hi, my name is Jeanette. Welcome to Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio, number ending in 61. What would you like to add to the show as we're talking about um, setting boundaries with adult children because many parents struggle in this area? Um. Well, hello, Jeanette. Uh, I was just walking around the neighborhood and I saw that you were talking about something that seemed kind of interesting, so I thought I'd stop in for a minute and just, you know, maybe put in one or two cents. Okay, is this it? Yes, it is. I haven't heard from you in a while. <laughs> yeah, I've okay. been, you know, I've been a fly on a lot of walls. Okay, well, long as you're okay, because I know you were going through some things, so long as you're okay. So I'm glad to hear your mm-hmm. voice. Glad to hear your voice. So as we're talking mm-hmm. about this topic with setting boundaries with adult children, and I believe you have adult children too, and a lot of parents mm-hmm. are struggling with the relationship, especially with setting boundaries and the respect that they either give their children or that they receive from their children. And, you know, many of us are aging and we're going through some things, whether it's with our health, whether some parents have been through things with their finances, where they had to move in with their adult children, and it it can become a problem. 
What has been your experience with setting boundaries with your adult children? Setting down in what way? No, what has been, what, has, do boundaries work within, with your children or do you struggle with it a little bit? Or do it depend on the child? Both. Okay. I mean, depending on how you set your boundaries, you know, it you know determines how they how they work, and it also mm-hmm. depends on the, the, the individual child. Like for instance, mm-hmm. you know, I have multiple adult children, right? But they're mm-hmm. all adult uh, individuals. So, so some I you know they 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 get me more than others. So. Mm-hmm. I get, I get, I pretty much get respect from all my children, but mm-hmm. some, some heed what I say more than others do. Some, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they're like, okay, uh, you know, I hear what you're saying, Dad. While others will be like, well, you know, that was back in your day, Dad, and you don't understand today, kind of thing, you know. So it depends uh-huh. on the individual and where they're coming from, their own perspective. That make any sense? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Huh? And I've, I've heard that a lot because I was like that with my mother. When when my mother would try to say something, like, Mm-mm, that only makes sense to me. So, but when we when we start, there's a reason why. There's a reason why. And like I said, I just always remember my. Okay, we just lost Ed. No, we lost D. I just remember my grandmother's favorite saying: "When in Rome, do as the Romans." Meaning, this is my house. I make the rules. I like, ooh. You know, and one of the things with setting boundaries, no matter what your boundary is, you want to try to be consistent. You can't set a boundary and take it back or set a boundary and then turn around and let them do something different. I'll give you an example, especially with my adult um, son. My son don't live with me, but although he don't live with me, He'll want to do things, and he asked me the other day, um, can so-and-so spend a night? No, we ain't doing that. So his thing was probably why they can't spend a night. No, because you got your own place, you got your own room, and you take your friends wherever you go. Don't, 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 don't do that. Because if I say yes today and then I say no tomorrow, that's going to be a problem because I'm not being consistent, and then your adult child won't respect that. What's your take on that Ed, when it comes to being consistent? Well, consistency is very important. Like, for instance, what you just said, <clears throat> if you say uh, yeah today and then say no tomorrow. For instance, mm-hmm. um, suppose they don't even ask tomorrow. Oh, no, because no, they'll just, if you say if you say yeah today, they'll probably just let them come bring them back the next day as well, and then uh-huh. and then you try to say no, the first thing they're going to say, well you you said okay yesterday, I know, <laughs> you know, so I just assumed <laughs> that it was okay again, you know, and well, so uh, that can be an issue gotta, down the line. That was, I got a trick for that one. It what he, what I did was when he moved out of my home, I um. Buy a bedroom set to put back in the room, so it ain't no furniture in that room. It's empty. <laughs> he didn't even know I had mm-hmm. to blow a bed. <laughs> it is empty. Mm-hmm. That's what I did to mm-hmm. alleviate that. But then he'll be in there on my couch, and then I get mad. So I told him, I said, you know what? 
um, when you get you another place, you you just bought that couch because I'm going to buy me some new furniture because you just done wore my couch out sleeping on it. You know, so we got to be consistent. You got to carve out time for yourself and don't be afraid, parents. You know, there's a lot of individuals that I've ran into and spoke with, especially being a therapist, that are afraid of their children. And part of that fear mm-hmm. is they afraid that their kids is not going to want to have a relationship with them. They're afraid that the kids are not going to want to speak to them or keep them away from their grandchildren. That fear. And that fear can also turn into manipulation. What is your take in regards to some parents that are afraid of their children? My take is that they're they have no one but themselves to blame. Because first mm-hmm. off, fear means you're giving someone else control over you. Mm-hmm. And if you keep the I don't care attitude, and, you know, even though I love my kids and I love my grandkids and all that kind of stuff, but I'm not kissing their butt. <laughs> I don't blame you. Know, and and you make them understand that from day one. So they'll know. Mm-hmm. So even when they're talking to their friends away from the house, they'll be telling them, my parent ain't going for that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So they always uh-uh, know from Jump Street. Uh-uh. It ain't well, my, my, my son told me one time, I ain't going to never call you. You ain't going to never hear from me no more. And da 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 I said, can we practice? Can we practice you not calling me? Can we? Mm. <laughs> she was like, what you say? Can we practice it? It's like you feel we can start practicing this like right now. And he think I'll be playing, but I'll be serious because it gives me peace when he's away from me. So a lot of times when we're talking about parenting, parenting is one of those things that I thought that once my kids became an adult, I was done. I didn't understand the boundaries. I didn't understand the relationship, how to um, transition from my kids being teenage, well, kids, babies, to adolescents, to teenagers, to young adults. I was like, oh, what role am I supposed to play here? Because I didn't want to seem like the friend mom because I knew that boundaries definitely had to be implemented because I did not want to repeat some of the things that I've seen. So I try to do things differently. Another thing it talks about is set healthy boundaries, even on social media. You know, one of my cousins came at me and was like, Janet, I don't like what you say about your son on social media. And I don't like, and I'm looking at her like, really? <laughs> Y'all don't know what I've been going through with this boy. Really? You know, so a lot of times people put things out on social media. Sometimes they air their dirty laundry. And, you know, everything may not be about him that I may be putting on social media, but by that same token, a lot of times social media is a platform for some people to vent about what's going on in their household. What is your take on that? Well, that's, that's your prerogative. I've always mm-hmm. tried to uh, <clears throat> keep my personal, you know, stuff from, from, from social media, but if I'm trying to make a point and I would like to use my personal experience or family members or whatever as an example, I'll I'll coin them without exposing who they are. In Correct. That sense. 
Mm-hmm. I don't say, you okay. know, you know, well, I happen to know of somebody that, you know, that said this or did that or whatever, you know, even though that's my own kid or, or relative or whatever, you know. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know. Well, one of the things oh, that I know, I know one parent that went through this with their daughter or with their son, and they went through this, and their kid said that, and, you know, this, and I'm actually talking about me and my own kids' interaction, <laughs> when I'm not mm-hmm. putting it out as that. You see what I'm saying? Well, one of the things that I would do is because my son will get drunk and start drinking and post all kind of crazy stuff on Facebook. And when I see it, I always, I like, take this mess down. Or I'll make a comment like that, and um, because he that, that stuff be inappropriate. And if I gotta turn him in to the Facebook police, I will. Let me see. I see a call. I don't know if this is him calling. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio number in three two three zero. Okay, it's a four zero eight four eight zero area code. So I know it's Arizona area code. What would you like to add to the show? Okay, they don't want to say nothing. Okay, now I'm looking at something, Mr. Ed, and it talks about if you're struggling with setting boundaries and you don't even know where to start, they offer some great steps. And these are some of the things that happens when we start talking about setting boundaries because we have to learn how to set boundaries so that we can foster a healthy relationship. And some things are cultural, meaning that we, you know, in our culture, what's happening within our community. But when we start and we start, uh, starting something can be, you know, the hardest to ever take. But we have to make the first move to set our boundaries with our adult children, and sometimes it can be scary. But you don't want to push your adult child away, but at the same time you want them both to respect you as an adult and work towards carving out their own independence because we want our children to learn how to be independent because studies show that there can be a considerable tension between adult children and their parents, and setting boundaries is one way to help reduce the stress and work towards a better relationship. So if you're struggling with setting these boundaries or you don't even know where to start, here's some steps. The first thing they talk about is stop loaning them money. I know people there rather start a fight than pay you your money back. You know, I'll never forget one time my son said, Mom, um, I owe you $100. No, Mom, I'm going to pay you back $100. I said, why are you going to pay me back 100 You only owe me 50 I owe you 50 but I'm borrowing 50 more. I said, oh, heck no. Mm-mm. Now, one of the biggest boundary issues parents of adult children can run into is financial questions. Financial independence is one of the most prominent issues between parents and adult children today. And that's one of the biggest issues is talking to kids about finances, about money, because they will go and blow their money, but they want you to pick up their slack or want you to be able to cover expenses, or they'll feel you have it. I remember one time recently, me and him got into a a dispute because he asked me for $5. I told him I didn't have it. Then it went from $5 to $2. My thing is, how are you working five days a week and you don't have $5? So what is your take? Now, I do believe in helping my adult children 
if they are being responsible, if they really need my help, if we're trying to, are they trying to accomplish something. But I'm not going to let you just waste my money because I can waste my own money. So what is your take, Mr. Ed, with loaning your children money? Well, you have to set boundaries once again. Um, I tended to um, try to raise my kids with the mentality that don't look at me as your personal wallet. Mm-hmm, your ATM. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Just come to me you know, if you are in need, but I'm not going to mm-hmm. give you no, no, no group off money. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. If you need something or you're like really in dire straits, something really important, then we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Don't come to me because you want some party money. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, ain't, that ain't what's happening. <laughs> and then if I do loan you money, if I do loan you money, I want my money. Uh-huh. Uh, don't, don't let me have to, you know, get get mafioso on you. <laughs> I want my money. Hell, <laughs> you know you borrowed this money from me. You know, and that is one of the biggest because, 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 of- because my mom my mom instilled that in me. You know, my mother, she made it to where I would not borrow anything from my mother unless I really, really needed it. Uh-huh. My mama was gang- my mama was gangster. <laughs> you know, I'm serious. My mom, boy, she be on the phone every day. You got my money? Don't let me have to come over there and get my money. <laughs> don't let me have to come over oh, there. Like, you, and, and you know, and there's a lot of people that pay money. They really don't play with that. And yet, some well, so kids I did the same thing with my kids, and so they know better. <laughs> mm-hmm. They think that, oh, you mm. got it. Oh, don't worry about it. Oh, don't worry about it. Reggie, I know you on there because I just looked up your phone number no. and I see your number on the switchboard. So I, had to, I don't know my son's number by heart, so I just looked it up because I see we got a caller that ain't saying nothing, so that's him. So <laughs> the next one besides um, one of the things is, like I said, unless it's really, really, really necessary, be careful with loaning your kids money because sometimes you're not going to get it back. And most parents know. Well, it's like, it's like this here. When it, comes, when it comes to your kids, just like, just like any kind of family members, but especially your kids, you know, I've always you – know, one thing I learned from my, my uncle and my dad, you know, they, you, know, you loan money that, you first of all, that you can afford to, yep. to, to not get back. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to loan you money if, if, I, if I got a bill to pay or something important I got to take care of. I'm not going to loan you money out of that, and I have to be reliant on you to pay me or I'm in trouble. So mm-hmm. if I ain't got something outside of that, you, you can forget it, okay, first off. Second, yeah. but like I said before, you got you got to set your boundaries. Let them know, hey, I need my money. This is serious. This ain't no joke, you know. And um, mm-hmm. but if if they do get to the point to where they get to trying to you know goof around or whatever, I'm gonna tell them. Like my dad would say to people, I just bought you. Oh yeah. And you know what that means? It took me a long time before I figured it out. And finally, you know, as I grew older, I was wondering, what do you mean by you just bought? You know, I figure it out. That means I owe you now. That means you can't come to me for nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can keep that what you got from me, but don't come ask me for nothing. And that yeah. goes for your kids too. <laughs> you know, you said your you don't kids too. You oh, your kids. Oh wow! You know another I mean, one. That means I owe you now. Oh, I you said I owe you. That. 
The next one it talks about is don't answer every phone call. You don't always have to make Sometimes you don't want to miss a call or if something do happen. But the thing is, children have harder time separating from their parents when they hit their early 20s. And if your adult children are calling you multiple times a day, crying, yelling, because of a supposed catastrophe, then you might have to you might have a boundary problem. And in order to model good relationship boundaries for your kids, you have to put in your own when you want to say yes and when you say no. And you also have to be hard as someone who helps with their kids and when we talking about what life issues. Everything can go be easy. So sometimes when we start talking about calls, Sometimes what my son will do is he'll call me from a block call because he'll be thinking if I know his record or his number, I ain't going to answer. So we got to remember that we got our own responsibilities and mental bandwidth, and your kids need to learn that in order for you to respect theirs, they have to respect yours in return too. Don't be calling me in the middle of the night. Don't be waking me up in the middle of the night disturbing my peace. Don't be ringing my mm-mm. No, unless it's an emergency. Now, I know some parents have this, my kids can call me whenever they want my kids. Don't do that to your parents. And the problem is it's like the boy that cried wolf. They'll keep on and keep on and keep on, and then now they're going to just woe you right on out. So we have to be mindful of that. And like I said, and parents shouldn't do that to their kids because you got parents that do the same thing with their children to where their adult children have to learn how to set boundaries with their parents. Now, Mr. Ed, did you have to set boundaries with your parents? Set boundaries with my parents? Yes, did you have to set boundaries? Because sometimes parents don't know how. No, I I didn't set boundaries. No, I I didn't have to do that with my parents. My parents was, uh, well, let me say it like this. My dad was, you know, always independent, so he didn't really, you know, sweat me about nothing. My mom, you know, she would call me from time to time to come do stuff for her. But, you know, it wasn't like, you know, like, like I was pestering on a regular basis or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. But it was just sometimes the way she the way she did stuff was kind of extreme. <laughs> like, yeah. Because well, she see, wanted me to do stuff at, at my own expense. But, you know, but, but as, as far have, as that, I really didn't have to set too many boundaries. Mm-hmm. But as far as my kids was concerned, um, uh-huh. you know, that was different, you know, because it's like this here, you know, especially since they've been adults, you know, um, they basically only call me when they need something or want something. Yeah, that becomes a problem. Um, One yeah. of the things Joanne is on, she's on And so, and so when, when, I, when, I, when I see them on the caller ID, I'm mm-hmm. pretty much not ready to answer anyway because I know either they want something, they need something, or something happened, you know. And so it's always something. They don't call just to, hey, Dad, how you doing? No, it's always, can you can you do, can you get seeing, you know, do you know what happened or this happened or whatever, you know. And mm-hmm. so a lot of times I don't even want to answer. That's why I have voicemail. Mm-hmm. And another thing, what I'll do, I'll wait. I'll let them go ahead and, you know, leave a voicemail, right? Mm-hmm. So when I check the phone and see they did not leave a voicemail, I'll be like, yep, I'm glad I didn't answer. <laughs> because <laughs> because I know yeah. you know because they want to they're not they're not gonna leave it on a voicemail. Dad, I need some money. <laughs> you know, Dad, uh-huh. this, this, Dad, I'm gonna tell me. 
They want they want to get me in live time. See, mm-hmm. you know, if they was calling just to remind me of something or just to say hi or whatever, they'll leave that on a voicemail. But if they don't leave a voicemail. That means it's something more serious. Mm-hmm. One of the things Joanne is saying on Facebook, and she said, you know mom's rules are the same as when we were kids. My doors are locked at 9 p.m. If you ain't in the house, she said, we had to, I guess, go somewhere else. Oh, a lot of parents do that. They set boundaries. They're not going to let you, as an adult, come in and out of their home like that unless you have a job, unless you're at work or in school, and you got a late class, and then there are some exceptions. But just to come in free willy-nilly, uh-uh, no, that ain't happening. Now, also when it comes to that, which Joanne brought up uh, the point, is if you have an adult child living in your home, it's best with boundaries and set up a contract for them to start paying rent. Sometimes kids feel, and I've had young adults say, well, why I got to pay rent? She's living in my grandmama's house. Oh, because that's teaching you to be responsible. That's teaching you you can't live nowhere free. People got taxes, insurance, and light bills, and gas bills, and all kinds of food and everything. I said something to my son about water. My son told me I drink tap water. So I said, okay, I'm going to let him drink my water bottles in my room and let him drink some tap bottles, tap water. So he saw how fast these water bottles were leaving. But you want to set up a contract for them to pay rent because adult kids living at home with their parents is a situation that is more common than ever, yet living in close quarters can make it difficult for people not to revert back to their old habits. And one way to get kids to respect the home and opportunities that they have to live in is if you make them an active contributor to it. You know, teach them. Now, I will say this. My son is good with making sure he washes the dishes and take out the trash because he knows what my arthritis I don't be wanting to be in there washing dishes every day. He knows that. So he will go in there. He will wash dishes. He will take out the trash. He will do that. So I'll give him that credit. So I do appreciate that. But you want to make sure that you set up a contract with them to start paying rent. And you and it ain't even like you really need their money. Because once they decide to move out, I always tell my son, in order to make a deposit, you got to, in order to make a withdrawal, you got to make a deposit. Don't expect for me to give you what you didn't give me. Because I don't have to. You're an adult now. So that's a good way of teaching them responsibility. I tell my kids, if I drop this and y'all got to pay these mortgages and leases on buildings and Cadillac notes, and y'all ain't going to want these bills. But they want the luxury of it, but they don't want the responsibility of it. So my daughter learned, but my daughter is smart with her because she learned not to burn her bridges. But by that same token, you want to make sure that even if it's like $50, $25, whatever, that you're teaching them to be responsible. So paying rent is a way of doing that. Now, some people think, well, I don't want them to pay no rent, and I don't want them to, mm-mm, mm-mm, you're doing them a disservice. You're doing them a disservice. Ed, what's your take on that with, with adult children paying rent? Well, I agree with everything you just said. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of parents that um, – that are just like what you just said, that they don't believe in charging rent to their children, you know, which is stupid, actually. Because if they're in that house using, you know, they're using electricity, they're using water, they're eating, 
<laughs> you know, those mm-hmm. things alone need to be considered, okay? And uh, I know people that, uh, you know, that have kids staying with them, right? And the kids have jobs, make good money, mm-hmm. but they're staying with the parent for free, mm-hmm. you know? And um, you know, and they're and they're and they're making and they're buying cars. You know, they have car, they have four, five, eight hundred dollar car notes. Mm-hmm. You know, and I always thought that was really petty, especially for a guy to mm-hmm. be living with your mama, making an eight hundred dollar car note, and not giving your mama nothing. I know. To stand with her. I know. I know. Yeah, you know, but, but but then when you ask the mama, oh, I don't I don't want him to give me nothing because you know, da, 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 you know, and that's so I think that's really crazy. So like yeah. what you were saying, it's not it's not about it's not even if if the if the parent doesn't need the money. That's not the point. It's about like well, somebody just told me a long time ago, you got to pay where you stay. Yep. You know, it's about response responsibility and honor. So even if they don't need it, at least you're paying your part. Correct. No, my mother said my grandmother did your part. Realize my grandmother was a hustler. My mother, my grandmother had my parents, my mother them thinking that she had to pay taxes every month, or she had them to where it was like my mom <laughs> this check. My mama, oh my mom, my grandmama was pimping them all. <laughs> she probably didn't have much to show for it. But she was cool. She was gangster with her stuff. Now, with my children, I try not to make it complicated for them. But I noticed that with my son, he'd rather go pay somebody else. I watch my son give bums on the street money, but then yet my grandkids got to say, Granny, can you take it from them? You know, um, Joanna said it went towards a large item we might have needed. And and that is true, too, though, Joanne, too. But you got to do your Part. You got to do your part. Now, another thing, and it talks about how to remind your adult children that you have responsibilities too. Because a lot of times they see their parents different and they still think that they're in that childlike state. So, those are just a few other things that they talk about. And when we start talking about setting boundaries, but like I said, it's very important because growing up in Compton, I've seen far too many times where parents basically enable their children to set boundaries, and by enabling their children, when they drop dead, that adult child didn't know what to do, was lost. Lost the parents' homes, lost everything, everything. Yeah. I've seen that many times in, in L.A. too, you know, all over the place. I've seen that happen with a lot of people I knew. When their parents passed, they didn't know really what to do, and he just lost everything, mm-hmm. you know. Everything. And, um, you know, this this is why when I hear a lot of this negativity, you know, that people talk about, oh, yeah, Compton is a gangster town. And da, 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 da. No, no, Compton is not a gangster town. Compton is like a lot of places where it has some bad spots, areas you want to mm-hmm. watch yourself. But the entire mm-hmm. city of, of Compton, I know about Compton, okay, very well. <laughs> okay, I had, you know, people I knew there. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, in fact, a lot of them so-called gangster rappers that came from Compton, they talk all that old gangster stuff. Most of them were not gangbangers. Most of them had parents. There yeah. was two-parent homes and all that. But that's another subject altogether. But the point is, 
a lot of people think that you know the the people uh, in, in those in those areas were were in poverty. They were all drug drug dealers or or addicts or you know thugs or whatever. And that's not even the case. But like you said, they were enabling their kids because they were able to take care of them, because they were doctors and lawyers and business owners and what have you, and they was able to give their kids a good life. They enabled them by you know not setting boundaries. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and a lot of them did grow up to to you know to to do rap, you know, become rappers and athletes mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And so, they, so they got millions of dollars in their pocket. So they never really learned what boundaries were. So now they're rich with with without boundaries. So that makes Correct. it even worse. Correct. See? And you know what? One of the I mean, things that you know, it's like kid that was born in Beverly Hills. You know. They're, you know, they're, 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 they're rich with, with no, with no boundaries. <laughs> you know, right. Well, that's that's right. a, a rich kid with no boundaries is worse than a poor kid with no boundaries. I know, oh, I know, and they don't even understand that because then you got entitlement issues. You know, that's the one thing that yeah, exactly. some go and vote codependent on their parents. That is true. That's one thing that with my daughter that I appreciate and respect that she do with my son, with my grandson. She sets him up a bank account. She makes him put his own money. She had him taking out trash when he was two years old. You know, he gets tired of her sometimes and be like, you need to find you a husband because he, you know, because he is like his daddy. But by that same token, she is teaching him responsibility. She's teaching him, and she sets boundaries with him to let him know you're not, the world is not going to see you like this. You're going to have to do things differently. And I appreciate that with her. Because like you said, and like Joanne is saying, people become codependent. We enable. We have a, they have a sense of entitlement. And boundaries are clear. Boundaries will basically make sure or help create healthy relationships. Boundaries help open up the gate for communication. You don't have to agree, but you do have to respect. You know, boundaries not only makes it to where you learn to respect each other, but even if the boundaries have to be revisited, you can do that. But we have to not live in fear. We have to learn how to reduce our stress. We have to learn how to open our mouth. My daughter told me um, yesterday, no, it wasn't yesterday. I think it was Sunday. Maybe it was yesterday. My daughter told me, she said, um, I saw you all. No, I think it was Saturday. I saw you all on Facebook posted, you ain't the type of granny that likes to stay at home and watch grandkids. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. I told her, I said, well, I'm going to a reggae concert next weekend. I'm going here the week after that. I'm going to Vegas. No, no. I am very I'm, clear with that. I am not going to be sitting at home watching unless I want to. If I don't want to, I don't have to sit at home and watch kids. Oh, she said the phone. I mean, I'm too. Oh. And I let my kids, I let her know that. So because if not, if I, I mean, I got them to a certain age. If I sit here and let these grandkids wear me out, I'm not going to be no good even to myself. No, no, I'm not doing it. Uh, Joanne said, you're not that old school grandma. No, I'm not, Joanne. Not, you know I'm not the old school grandma. <laughs> and, 
you know. Mm-hmm. And then maybe maybe at, at some point, well, you know, maybe involved, they will at some point realize how silly it is that they're even trying to even go follow up with what they said. Correct. You know what? It's like my daughter told me, you know. My daughter made a comment to me about something the other day. And um, like I told her, I'm not going to be having nothing stress me out. I'm not going to be letting stuff worry me. I'm not going to. No. Ew. So part of setting boundaries (laughs) is to be clear about the limit of how far you're going to let somebody go. And that will help reduce the stress, reduce the resentment. Reduce the animosity. It makes it clear so you know where each of you stand. Boundaries are very important, but a lot of times parents are afraid to set boundaries because they don't want to upset their kids. They don't want the kids to not speak to them. Mm-mm. It, I, don't, I tell people, I don't bother nobody. I'll sit in this house, do what I got to do, go where I want to go, and I'm good. I'm good because we all have to live our lives. We have to live our lives. So that's what your advice for the parent. What about a child, an adult child, who has to let their parents know, I don't need your money right now. I don't need you to buy my friendship. You know what? I'm, I'm married now. Because that was one of the things with my mother. With poor, she had poor boundaries, especially when it came to relationships. She would try to bully people that came into our lives. She would try to demand things. Her thing was, I pay the cost to be the boss. So I had to be firm and clear with her, you're not going to be running my house. You're not going to be, because it became very disrespectful. So I had to set boundaries with my mother. So what is your take on having or what, how would you implement with a young adult about setting up boundaries with their parents? Okay, in that kind of a situation, okay, here you are, you're an adult, you know, if you're married or what have you, and then you have uh, your, your parent that comes on. Are you talking about, like, living with your parent or mm-hmm. just coming to visit? Not even living, because my mother wasn't living with me. My mother was not living okay. with me. She okay. was so the parent comes to visit, okay, so and then they want to come and, and, like, run your house, you mean? Oh, yeah. Come on, your, your okay. house, your marriage, I mean, yeah. your relationship. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had to relax. Yeah, yeah. All right. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So okay, so let me say let me say this, okay? One, it's the same thing, but just kind of like on the flip side. You still have to set boundaries, even with that kind of a parent situation, okay? You have to let them know from jump street. Listen, look here, mom. This is my house. This is my situation. I love you. I appreciate your advice and all that, but you're not going to run this, okay? Mm-hmm. And you can get upset all you want. But this is my house, okay? And you got to set that that tone with that with that parent, you know. Mm-hmm. You got to just set that set that tone. And they might be a little, they might grumble a little bit at first, you know. But they're gonna think about it, and they're gonna realize that you're right. Mhm. Well, one of the things that I learned is that my mother respected me for that. She respected me because she saw that I was consistent with it. And I was there when she need me, but I'm not going to let you dictate around my life. That I'm not going to let you do. And you can't live yeah, your yeah, life that's through what you, me. That's what you do. That's exactly what you do. You show that consistency. You show them that, hey, I, you know, I appreciate you and all this. And you be respectful when you're telling. You, you're not going to stand there and go toe-to-toe cussing out your mom. Hey, you, 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 know, you know, you're not doing all that. You're being respectful 
and everything, and you're saying, but, you know, but you're not going to tell me how to run my household, you know, how to run my relationship, my this, my that, okay? Now, you know, now I've, I've seen a lot of, you know, which that, that can be a whole other show in itself, you know, how people let parents affect their relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So that's, you know, that can, that, that has been, that is, you know, you I'm know quite sure you've seen it being a counselor. I'm quite sure you've seen a lot of relationships that were ruined because of one one side parents in, in, in you know, involvement. Yeah, yeah, but you know what, this is what I tell, this is what I tell people when that situation is, is you knew that was a problem before you married that person. That wasn't going to change what you got married. And sometimes struggling with, you know, with the mother-in-law and the sister, the brother, I wouldn't even want to be involved. It's too much drama, way too much drama, because you're dealing with an admission family. And when you're dealing with that admission family, that family is not going to change their dynamics overnight, and they're not going to change it for you. So now you just bought in, you bet you bit the bait, and that person may have married you to be their savior to protect them from their parents or family members, and now you are engaged now. You looking like the bad guy. So that's a whole nother issue, a whole nother issue. Well, that's what, I, that's what I was saying. That, that could be a whole nother show in itself right there, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, that's been a whole nother thing. Uh, because uh, you know, I've seen a whole lot of relationships that just that could have been nice relationships, but they allowed the the, the in law to get involved, and it caused problems. You know. Correct. So, Correct. Correct. Well, you know what, Ed? I know we ran out of time. I want to thank you for joining me today. I appreciate you. I'm glad that you're doing good. Sounds like you're healthier now. Sounds like you're doing good. So I'm good. I'm glad. And you keep yes, doing I'm what doing you want. I appreciate it. And I know you do a lot of things on social media. You want to tell the listeners what you got going on on social media and the the different things that you are involved in. Well, at the at the present time, I'm still working on some things. I'm I'm working on revising uh, my YouTube channel um, projects and some other things, which I will be announcing. Uh, on various uh, social media, such as Facebook and then Instagram, and I'm also working on building up a, a TikTok presence, and um, so I've got some things uh, in the pipeline. Um, but uh, I don't want to talk about a whole lot about what what I got going right. on coming, you know, until I actually get it going. But you know, but you can, you know, like I've told people, like I told you, you can always go to see my old uh, R10. Uh, the real talk stuff on um, Blog Talk Radio is still there. Mm-hmm. I checked it; it's still there. <laughs> you know, my old radio show is still there. And um, yeah. you know, yeah, so if you're curious of what I talk about, you know. But um, well, you know, other than that, about, mm-hmm. and I like that we have these platforms out here because these are topics of things that people they they feel like nobody listens, they don't understand. And that's one of the reasons why I do what I do. But like I said, I definitely appreciate you and the work that you do. So, again, I want to thank you for listening, joining us here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Until tomorrow, remember you got this. And if there's any topics or shows you want to be a guest on or you want me to discuss, you can reach me by either emailing me at preciouspredicaments at gmail.com or Jeanette Abney, LMFT, at gmail.com. You can call my office at 714-992-1677. As a call to forward it to my cell phone. 
again, enjoy the rest of your day. And thank you for joining us here at Precious Predicaments as we were talking about setting boundaries with children. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 